have a genuine attempt to um, compare different time periods. And if they do so, it's very much quantitative rather than qualitative studies. So um, my research really tries to fit in that gap and address some of the shortcomings in the current migration scholarship by mainly adopting a diachronic um, approach. And as a result, um, I'm hoping for a better understanding of how the migrant identity emerges and develops and what sort of uh, external factors shape it. And um, I will reveal the fluid and transforming nature of migrant identity, which results from negotiating enduring attachments both to um, the home country and the host society across um, time, um, across physical borders, but especially time boundaries. Um, and I'm interested in finding how migrant sense of belonging have transformed under different cultural and social and political circumstances. Um, and the result is a two-dimensional analysis um, of the Romanian migrant community here in the UK. Firstly, um, the study exposes a generational metamorphosis um, of the Romanian identity uh, given the migration experience and reveals how um, um, their symbolic mig um, migrant status um, has a fluid nature and evolves over time, um, over time boundaries, irrespective of physical borders. The um, identity shifts are driven by various expressions of belonging to either their home country or um, well, country of origin um, and country of settlement. Um, these are either emotional, these relationships are either emotionally charged or very much pragmatical in nature. And secondly, um, my study also has a, a, a synchronic dimension, looking at the migrant community in the present context, by comparing how the notion of migrant confers different forms of belonging in the current political, cultural and social um, environment. Oh, second page. <laughs> The study takes, um, so my study takes into account patterns of um, migrant integration in the context of everyday lives of migrants. Um, and um, I'm, because I'm really trying to see how Romanians here in the UK delineated their relationship um, to, to the both social context, you know, the one that they are coming from and the, the one that they actually chose to settle in. So in, and I, I consider this interrelationship between, between two contexts quite, um, quite a key element of the diasporic imagination of what to, it means to be um, Romanian given the migration experience. Um, um, and we will see how and we'll try to reveal how Romanian migrants responded to political and cultural changes, addressed identity crises, adapted to new contexts and reinvented themselves. And all these processes are reflected in the transformation of the migrant identity. In terms of theoretical framework, um, I employ Glickschiller's concepts of modes of, modes of belonging and modes of mo modes of belonging and modes of being. So I analyze the migrants' relationship with the um, country of origin and country of settlement through the prism of these two um, concepts. Um, and Glickschiller's defines way of being as the actual social relations and practices that individuals engage in rather engaging rather than identities associated with their actions. And in contrast, ways of belonging refers to practices uh, that signal or enact identities which demonstrate a conscious connection to a particular group. And going back to our Romanian community, 
um, I look at the Romanians who have settled here um, over the last 50 years. Um, and within this time frame, there have been um, two um, major political events which influenced the demographic composition of the Romanian migrant community here in the UK. First is the revolution that happened in December 1989 when the Romanian, well, Romania changed its political regime from a communist country to so-called democracy. That's arguable, but yeah. Uh, anyway, in transition. And then the second event is um, uh, 1st of January 2007 when Romania was accepted finally in the, in the EU. So I'm taking two of these events as point of references um, and um, based on them I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I want to see, I want to express um, and tell you how the Romanian community here in the UK actually has emerged and grown. So by 1989 there have been, there had been um, settled here maybe around 7,500 7, Romanians. Now that's quite a low number comparing to other ending minorities who settled here within that period. Um, now fast forward the time and we are now, you know, in 2007 when Romania joined EU, uh, the EU um, and although there is a steep sort of, you know, um, a migration wave uh, towards Western Europe and, and the UK, as I'll later show, um, the UK is not actually ranked um, in January 2007, after we joined the EU, among the first countries of destination for migration for Romanians. Um, it's actually on the third place after Italy and Spain. Now, things haven't changed too much since then, and most of Romanians actually uh, who do decide to emigrate abroad um, tend to view, not to view Britain in the, in, in, in the top country of destination for their um, uh, choice, migration choice. The latest um, OECD migration report actually um, shows that Romania's top countries of destinations are Canada, Germany and the USA. Um, so UK doesn't even make it in the top three. In terms of figures, um, now that's quite interesting because um, recent reports show that almost right now it's almost uh, 100,000 Romanian who are living who have been settled here in, 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 in the UK. That's Romanian born citizens. Um, and um, now that's quite a steep trend and lately you can say that an average of 15,000 Romanians are relocating here to the UK. Now using the time and the reason of their relocation, um, I use this, uh, this, these two elements of, as main criteria of my, um, to identify three main subgroups within the Romanian community. First, I look at the pre-1989 political diaspora, then post-1989 knowledge migrants, and then post-2007 labour migrants. And these categories are not exhaustive, I should say that, uh, but nevertheless they actually illustrate and include the majority of Romanians who have settled here in the UK. Um, but the most important thing is actually, I have to say that I excluded the Roma community because I thought that um, to include them, that just their context is you know, quite complex and it lends itself to a, a separate study. Um, so, um, the current study that I'm, I'm, I'm doing, my research, drawing on extensive uh, field work and um, 
in-depth interviews with Romanian migrants here in the UK. And all the interviewees um, actually are particip that participated in my research are first-generation migrants, and this aspect is quite crucial because I wanted to make sure that all kind of live the same um, uh, transitional experience of uprooting from their country of origin to, um, to the UK, from Romania to the UK, and adjusted to the host culture. And um, the difference, the only difference being that actually this migration process and the migration journey took place uh, under different social, economic, and polit uh, political circumstances at macro level. Now, the pre-98 category consists of political refugees and can be um, described in Cohen's terms as victim diaspora. They left Romania during the communist regime and came to the UK asking for political asylum. Most of them were people uh, with university degrees, um, so intellectual, whose main reason of emigration actually was ideological in nature. Upon arrival here in the UK, they actually had access to the small network of Romanians that existed here, but they chose to access it or not, and um, their refusal, I mean, their reluctance actually, uh, not to choose the, not to take, um, uh, get in contact with the network firsthand, it was because of the secret police that infiltrated the Romanian diaspora abroad. So um, they actually prefer to uh, kind of, you know, live quite isolated lives from the. Romanian network here. Um, nevertheless, through the years, they got to know each other and knew who to trust and not to trust. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, then the, the post-89 categories, um, they moved to the UK with absolutely completely different aspirations and ambitions. And the main um, aim for the knowledge diaspora, of course, it was that that's mostly academic-related migrants and highly skilled migrants. Um, and they you know, look, came here for personal development and gaining qualification and opening up career perspectives. Um, and then the economic migrants, um, they actually came just for finan pure financial gain, but their arrival here in the UK is shadowed by, by, by the uncertainty of everyday life. Um, and that is finding a place to work and uh, a place to live. And um, their lives are very much characterized by unpredictability, and they actually came here here, uh, relied, uh, relying on a network of friends and kingships, or the, that is very much contrasting with the academic, uh, uh, academic and knowledge diaspora who actually came here uh, and got in, co in contact with the host culture quite, quite rapidly. Um, okay, I'm not going to dwell on this, but. Um, all, I have to say that all three groups have negotiated their existence between two national geographic spaces, two social and cultural contexts. This all happened across the increasingly transnational space of Europe. These relationships is embedded with political, economical and emotional motivation. When asked to establish their identity in the context of the, their migration experience, most of them had difficulty as they could not choose between the British or the um, Romanian identity. 
university, most of the participants in the study have described themselves using a hyphenated identity that links their country of origin and the country of settlement. However, which is quite interesting, in all cases the balance tips over on one side um, of their identity, either towards being British or Romanian. Um, but that is because that sort of dual loyalty is very much conditional and con contingent. So they very much you know, make the most of the context that they are in to claim their either British identity or the Romanian identity. A few of them actually, which is quite interesting, and it's mostly, uh, you know, it relies to the, uh, uh, applies to the, the, le the, the academic, the academic um, uh, uh, diaspora, is actually that they saw, the same, they, they, they saw themselves about, about any national framework um, of identity and appeal to an international identity such as the European identity. And I have really loved, lovely examples and quotations from my interviews, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to go through them. But I'll just give you one long quotation because I think that is quite relevant in terms of how you know they try to juggle their their dual identity. Um, and that's a Romanian, a young Romanian who moved here. Um, for um, labor purposes, but it, he was trying to reconcile, you know, his, his, his dual identity. So he says, yes, I'm a mi migrant in this country, and at the end of the day, I'm a foreigner. However, I do feel like I'm in integrating more and more in the British society. I consider the UK my home. When I think I'm thinking of home, I'm thinking of the UK. I'm maintaining strong links with Romania but I don't consider it my home, more like a place of holiday. So my I am a legal migrant, but I'm also integrated. I'm well integrated. That I, um, I don't see myself, as, so I don't see myself as a migrant. I have a lot of British friends here, and at the end of the day, I feel like I'm one of them, but a foreigner at the same time. This is a transitional status. No matter of how long I would have been lived, I, I would have lived here. At the end of the day, I'm a Romanian, and this is the legacy I'm going to carry with me my whole life. So no matter how long, how much I would integrate in this society, I'll always carry my legacy with me and this is just kind of encapsulates so much you know from the start of the quotation to the finish you know he you can see how he it's an, a total identity shift you know he says I am a foreigner but I'm also you know very much integrating so he's really trying to make sense of his um, his um, his existence as a migrant and uh, his sense of belonging so um, in terms of um, you know my results, so to say, um, I argue that um, trying to see what is the most important bit. Yeah, one minute. Okay, let's make it to that. So I'm, I'm really trying to um, argue that the political and social changes have inevitably led to major identity shift within the migrant uh, migrant community, um, both at both individual um, and you know micro level and uh, collective levels. And if before the 1989 revolution the Romanians settled in the UK for an active diaspora infused by ideological um, motives and rationales, during the 1990s, which is quite uh, you know radical this social group actually lost their status and they were not political refugees they were not um, uh, you know actually most of them by 1989 they were so well integrated in the British society they had British citizenship um, but became um, 
known primarily as a migrant community, irrespective of their status, social status, um, because they were identified as Romanians. Um, so um, since nine, 2007, the Romanian community in the UK has increased with the addition of a considerable number of, of labour migrants. However, one can witness a new transformative stage in migrant identity. I argue that by adopting a supranational European identity, the Romanian migrants have been empowered and have again began displaying traits specific to what Schaeffer calls incipient diaspora. And the way, uh, I'm hoping that the way the migra mi migration flows between Romania and the UK have evolved in the second half of the 20th century and the beginning of this century provides a key to a better understanding of how um, migration system dynamics work and they transform over time. Okay, thank you so thank much, Joanna, for the effort.